Welcome to Cowboy Action Radio here on Downrange.tv and CassCity.com, the only podcast covering the sport of cowboy action shooting run by uh, organizations like the Single Action Shooting Society, National Congress of Old West Shootists, and Western Three Gun. We are also the radio version of Cowboys on the Outdoor Channel, airing every Wednesday night. And this week, we will for the most part talk about Dennis Ming, alias China Camp, who uh, passed away on July 31st at the age of 63. China Camp was the one that took cowboy action shooting up to the next level as a top competitive shooting sport in addition to the recreational aspect of it. And um, he was also a five-time world champion for five consecutive years, starting in 1992. Let's listen to what China Camp had to say about all this in an interview on Cowboys in 2006. My first big match was a very big milestone for me. You have to remember that I started shooting in 1982, cowboy shooting, and my first major in the trail win was in 1992, and we're looking at a 10-year span. And during that period of time, I worked very hard, but was always the bridesmaid and never the bride. And if I look at my successes, I, I stem it back to three major areas. One, family support, because my wife and my daughter were always there for me. Number two, I even talked to a good friend of mine, uh, a clinical psychologist at the hospital where I work, and he actually taught me relaxation techniques so that I could remain focused and not be dis distracted by all the activities that are going on, the pressures of other shooters, and to stay focused. And the third thing, and, and as I mentioned before, was the dancing lesson. So those three things in combination, uh, some being a little bit more uh, important than the other, helped to shape that first win. And it was a very important win because I only won that in the trail by one rank point over the next shooter, the Durango Kid. It was a very important win. It was one that we had, I had worked hard for, and um, subsequently the next five, the next four wins after that was just a repeat of the first one in terms of the way that I prepared for it and the way that I tried to focus and to keep everything into perspective. The hardest match I ever shot was the first one I won. When I look back at that one, having to put together all the things that the, my friend was trying to teach me about relaxation and all those techniques made it very strenuous for me individually because I was trying to put all these together. If you talk to the folks in my family who uh, had to endure that with me in those early days, I was not a pleasant person to be around with because I remained so focused. So that very first win, that one where I put, tried to put all the, together the, the, the training aspects and the focusing and the, and the concentration, that was a very difficult, difficult match. And once having put that together, then the other ones came along fairly easily. But you have to at least establish that pattern. That pattern was hard. It was very difficult. And I'm glad I did it. Um, I try teaching that to people now when, whenever I give lessons and, and taught my wife and my daughter those things about focusing and, and not being distracted by extraneous activities that are going on and, and people come up to you and talk to you while you're trying to get ready to shoot. Those, this, those distractions are what cause people to kind of forget what they're doing. So that first, that first win uh, was the very, was the most difficult, but the most rewarding at the same time. 
We will be right back with uh, more about China Camp and um, his legacy. Since 1953, Ruger single-action revolvers have captured the imagination of Old West enthusiasts and serious shooters with their classic styling and outstanding performance. From that first single six through the Bearcat, Blackhawk, Super Blackhawk, Old Army, and Bisley models to today's new Vaquero. Ruger single-action revolvers are used for hunting, competition, and just plain fun planking. Rugged, reliable Ruger single-action revolvers. We are back with uh, more Cowboy Action Radio and more about Dennis Ming, alias China Camp. Um, one person that had the opportunity to follow China Camp from the time he started in his sport is SAS number one, Judge Roy Bean. Judge, welcome to Cowboy Action Radio. How are you, my friend? I'm fine. Uh, it's a beautiful day here in Houston. Uh, not too hot, not too humid. Mm-hmm. Great. Hey, yeah, uh, let's talk about China Camp. Uh, sad news last week, uh, he passed away, and uh, it was way too early. Well, it just t- totally took me by, by surprise. I mean, the man is, is, is kind of a health nut. Uh, he takes care of himself. He doesn't smoke. Uh, he drinks very moderately. And it's just, just amazing that something like that would happen to someone in good a shape as Dennis was. Mm-hmm. He started uh, cowboy action shooting back in 1982, and so you guys shared uh, the part of the early days of cowboy action shooting. Dennis has been part of cowboy action shooting since the first shoot in in the winter of 79-80. Dennis was uh, part of our uh, uh, modern action shooting club out at a place called Cota de Casa in Southern California, uh, two or three years before cowboy action shooting. So Dennis has been part of cowboy action shooting from day one. And um, it took him about, according to himself, it took him about ten years to to become a world champion. Well, I noticed, you know, Dennis was always a good shooter. Uh, we shot the Bianchi Cup and Soldier Fortune and a lot of these matches. Uh, he was part of the... Uh, original IPSC group in Los Angeles. He was always a very good shooter, but when all of it, when his wife and daughter got really involved and they started working together and he started teaching them, that's when he really blossomed out to be the champion that he, that he turned out to be. And uh, it seemed like after that, uh, not only did his uh, Western dress Really, really go up a notch, but his shooting just went through the roof. Mm-hmm. What do you consider China Cam's legacy? Probably what I would consider a true champion. Uh, unfortunately, in a lot of the sports, we're getting winners, but we're getting few champions anymore. Dennis was one of those guys. Whether he come in first place or last place, he had fun. Mm-hmm. He enjoyed himself. His legacy is. Everything he learned, he passed on to others. So I don't know he just—he was one of the truly, truly good guys. Mm-hmm. Do you have any fun stories to share about China Camp? Oh, a few. I can most I can't tell, but uh, I, I found out that Dennis had a great sense of humor when we were driving to the uh, Bianchi Cup in uh, uh, what is it, Missouri, uh-huh. and. Uh, 
someone had given me, it's called a gas-powered razor. I don't know if you remember those. It was a, a novelty item. It, it had an old uh, double-edged razor blade on one end, and it had a tube with an enema sticker on the end. Uh-huh. And it was called a gas-powered razor. And I never could get Dennis to smile, so when, about halfway on that trip, I said, Dennis, i got a present for you, and I gave him this. And the guy laughed the entire weekend. I mean, all you had to do is, is walk up and, and, and mention a gas-powered razor, and Dennis couldn't shoot. He'd have to unload the gun and go sit down for a while. But, and just, you know, he did. He just had a marvelous sense of humor. It was very dry. You had to really pay attention. Uh, but uh, he could also be, you know, one scary dude if he got mad at you for something that he felt was wrong. But most of the time, Dennis just, like I said, he was one of the, one of the, the, the fun people to be around. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, I remember times where you know he did a great he did a great stage, and I think I'm pretty sure with Dennis he 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 cleaned the stage. I mean he he beat everybody, but so far, spun his gun and put it in a holster, mm-hmm. and looked over at hip shot and said, "I'm DQ and aren't I?" And Brad said, "Yes, sir, you are." <laughs> so, but. He took, you know, whatever the call was, Dennis took it in stride, and he never argued. Well, a couple of times, but most of the time he took it in stride, agreed with the shooter, agreed with the decision, and but mainly uh, he helped the young shooters. Mm-hmm. His daughter was the, the first and one of the only junior regulators we ever had. So just the, the whole family was just such an important part of SAS. Mm-hmm. Uh, let's talk a little bit about uh, the future of SAS. Um, China Camp uh, being a, a perfect role model for, for uh, future cowboy action shooters. Um, what is the most important thing we can learn from China Camp uh, when, when it comes to the future of SAS? I would say family. Uh, his, his family is very close. Uh, they support each other. Uh, they're kind of like, uh, what is it, leave it to beaver type family, but in the modern day and age. It's, uh, it's a family you kind of wish you were a part of. And since that's in the family, I guess I was part of the family. Mm-hmm. But the thing that he's leaving is, uh, I don't think he'll ever be another five-time champion like he was, uh, and I don't. And in other words, Dennis proved that when, when, uh, like I say, I keep harping on family because that's what Sass is trying to be all about. Is he proved that when families get together and work together, there's really nothing they can't do. You know, his, his wife is a, is a world champion, his daughter's a world champion, and. Uh, and yet they always have time to talk to people. Uh, his legacy is, is what his family has done to the young shooters and showed them what true sportsmanship is and love of family and just, you know, uh, you can be anything you want to be. You know, Dennis was one of the top-rated pharmacists in the world, mm-hmm. Doctor, you know, Dr. Dennis Ming. And his wife was one of the highest-rated nurses in, in California. Mm-hmm. And yet, you know, you'd never know it. 
to talk to the guy. In fact, uh, when my doctor would prescribe uh, a couple of different medications, sometimes I would call up uh, China Camp and say, what do you think? He said, well, this is this, and that's great, but if you call your doctor and say, this and this would be better, and I'd call up my doctor, and the doctor would say, well, oh, really? Who told you that? And I said, uh, uh, Dr. Meng over at UCI Irvine. He said, oh, well, well, let me check on it and get back to you. <laughs> so he was you know, well-respected in his field. Mm-hmm. Uh, he was uh, probably for the last 20 years, he was a, a, a volunteer uh, police officer in the city of Orange, mm-hmm. or Tustin, I'm not sure which. And uh, he was always busy, always doing something. He was a true uh, champion, for sure, and uh, in, in uh, so many areas. Uh, for you listening out there, you will find links to the uh, SASWIRE and um, the Cassidy Forum on our show page. And uh, there you can read about what our fellow shooters uh, have to say about China Camp. Judge, um, let's talk about our, your upcoming plans promoting SAS. Uh, but first, a message from one of our sponsors. Midway USA, your number one source for shooting supplies. Your number one source for reloading supplies. Your number one source for gunsmithing supplies. You'll be delighted with our legendary service. Visit our website or call us for a master catalog today. Just about everything for shooting, reloading, and gunsmithing. Midway, USA. Let's talk about um, you and your plans for uh, for the near future. Um, you're you're the SAS ambassador, uh, traveling around uh, promoting SAS. Um, what's your immediate plans? Well, my immediate plans are uh, right now. Uh, my immediate plans are going to be traveling as much as I as I physically can, which is I'm still in pretty good shape. Mm-hmm. Uh, I've been working as the SAS liaison between the NRA and SAS. We're, we're working much closer with the uh, National Rifle Association, and that's going to help us quite a bit. And just lately, I've been working with the National Shooting Sports Foundation. So I'm going to try to bring uh, uh, SAS into the other major type uh, organizations like like I said the NSSF does to sport shooters what the NRA does for everyone mm-hmm. and uh, they also you know they they also have the uh, all the manufacturers and all they're the ones that, that keep well the NRA I'm sorry I have it backwards NRA does to sport shooters NSF does to the professionals the actual organizations and the manufacturers and all I want to work closer with them mm-hmm and uh, but also attend as many of the ma- you know major shoots and meet as many staff members as I possibly can Welcome back to Cowboy Action Radio, and uh, we are also ready for our regular segment with my good friend, Tequila. How um, are you doing, my friend? Great, Marshall. Good afternoon. Uh, Last week, um, we heard the sad news about China Camp. Um, You met him several times. 
Oh, yeah, good friends. Uh, he was instrumental into my induction to the Cowboy Hall of Fame. And, uh, oh, you know, back when I first got started, uh, China Camp was the man. You know, he was coming off uh, four or five consecutive wins at that time, ended up, uh, I think his fifth consecutive win was my first end of trail that I went to. Mm-hmm. And uh, just an amazing shooter. And uh, one of the things that I wanted to do with Cowboys TV was to, you know, do a show to pay tribute to to him because as the latter group came in, you know, my SAS number 7073, and he had been in there long before that, and a lot of the second-tier shooters who were just coming in, you know, ten in the last, you know, four or five years, uh, you know, they didn't really understand what he had accomplished. So I wanted to do a show just to, to just to accentuate, you know, his achievement and his accomplishment and what he did to promote the sport of cowboy action shooting. I mean, just you know, he's the greatest cowboy shooter of all time. You know, five consecutive world championships. Mm-hmm. Well, his legacy is, as I stated, the greatest shooter of all time, I think, in the world of cowboy action shooting in terms of promoting the sport. <clears throat> you know, not only in cowboy action shooting, you know, he was instrumental in the sheriff's department. He was instrumental in training the military and some of the pharmaceutical techniques and stuff. And I think he was, a you know, president of the California Pharmaceutical Association. I mean, geez, he just he was just a very, very diverse individual of which shooting was one of them. And he did other competitive shooting sports as well. But his legacy, from my perspective in cowboy action shooting, is the help, the unselfishness, the help that he gave all the new shooters coming in. He was always willing to stop. I remember when I first started, I had a chat with him and asked him a couple of questions, and he was very forthcoming and very helpful. And, uh, you know, that's something that, that young shooters coming into the game really need is for, you know, people in the top tier to, to spend time with them and answer their questions. But uh, just just a wonderful in, individual, and it was just, uh, uh, you know, my heart saddened just to hear of his passing because he had done so much for the sport. What is the most important thing that you learned from China Camp as as a shooter? As a shooter, to keep your cool, and that was what he was smooth, uh, and he stayed focused, and he would turn the switch on, he would turn the switch off. When he got in competition mode, you could see it. Mm-hmm. You knew when he was in competition mode, and uh, he turned it on, and when he got through, he was just as humble as he could be. So that was, for me, it was the mental aspect of the game. And I watched him just as we all did. We all watched. We all studied because he was the man. Nobody was even close to him when we first came into the game, or when I first came into the game anyway. Tequila, how do we pay tribute um, to China Camp? Oh, I think everybody personally picks a method to pay tribute to him. I uh, was informed today that uh, at his uh, uh, wake that to come cowboy, that that's the way he would have wanted it. Mm-hmm. And, uh, uh, you know, I like that. That's, that's a soft spot in my heart. Uh, for me, how did I personally pay tribute to him? Uh, I had two boxes of uh, Kim, the original 10X's, uh, 125 China Camp 10X bullets, uh, two boxes of those that I had been saving because someday I knew that they would be valuable from a collector's standpoint because they were tied directly to China Camp. But uh, upon hearing of his passing and shooting the Cody Dixon match last this past weekend, I just basically said, you know, you know, to hell with the heirloom. 
pay tribute to the man. So I shot two boxes in the match of the China Camp 125 10X ammo mm-hmm. in his tribute. And I have the I have the boxes, I have the empty empty shells, and I rode on top of them, you know, to my friend China Camp. And then uh, down at the bottom of that, uh, well, I haven't done it yet, but I'm going to. I said, you know, we won the match. Mm-hmm. So that was the way I personally paid tribute to him. And, and, and it, even out in Texas to a group of shooters, mm-hmm. none of which who have actually met China Camp, everybody knew him and everybody asked about him and everybody thought favorably of him. So that's the way I paid tribute to, to it, uh, to, you know, using the ammo and the Cody Dixon mm-hmm. match. Mm-hmm. Tequila, let's um, take a break here. And uh, when we come back, let's talk um, a little bit about your um what shall we say, come back into the sport of cowboy action shooting last weekend. That's what I like to hear. Three triple taps, fast, and all hits. I'm Tupelo Flash, and that's what 10X Ammunition will do for you. Low recoil, consistent, accurate, and reliable. Used by top shooters worldwide, more cowboy action shooting championships have been won using 10X Ammunition than all their brands combined. And with their expansive product line, their ongoing R&D with top shooters, and manufacturing ammo to meet your individual style of shooting, whether you're a new shooter or a seasoned veteran, a competitive shooter or a hunter, 10X has the ammunition you're looking for. That's why firearm manufacturers worldwide rely on 10X in their ongoing product development. And 10X is made right here in the good old U.S. of A. If you're not already shooting 10X ammo, there's no more excuses. Get your 10X ammo and get it today. Find out yourself why 10X is the shooter's choice. Make the choice I made. Shoot 10X. For more information, see your local retailer or visit 10XAmmo.com. I'm Tupelo Flash. I'll see you on the range. We're back with uh, more Cowboy Action Radio and our regular guest, Tequila. And um, Tequila, the uh, Cody Dixon match. How was that? Uh, it, it was really interesting. We had teams of eight people throughout Texas, and we shot at the Stiller Ranch in uh, Fredericksburg, Texas. And uh, uh, Dusty Lone Star with the Texan Rangers put the, the match together. And it, the only difference from the Cowboy match is you shot the long uh, the rifle was big bore. You had four of the people on the team had single shots. Four of the people had big bore levers, and that's what makes a difference with the rifle. Targets were you know 80 to 120 yards. Um, you know, I guess the smallest ones was the buffaloes. The biggest one was maybe a 16 by 16 uh, steel target, and um, you know you couldn't zip through it like you do a normal stage. You mm-hmm. had to sit down and and uh, and you know concentrate. And it was interesting because <laughs> I got a phone call from our fearless leader. Uh, uh, Charles Goodnight uh, at the Texas Historical Shooting Society. That's the particular team that I was on, mm-hmm. and uh, and I was uh, actually having a beer in Lukenbach, Texas, listening to a band that night. And he called and he said, "In spite of your poor, poor performance, the THSS team still won." <laughs> so, <laughs> so I had a couple of train wrecks. I had uh, my, only my second procedural in my life is, and somebody forgot to pull up the shotgun targets, and I came up on them. <laughs> and pause momentarily like somebody was supposed to pull them up. I didn't know. And then I shot the shot them out of order, so I had a miss and a procedure on, on that stage. And then I had a miss on a few other stages. And they were all uh, one one pistol miss and a couple of rifle misses. So, uh, But uh, all in all, 
you know, cowboy shooting is like riding a bicycle. The speed was still there. A little uh-huh. of the dexterity was gone. The transitions were rough, but nothing that, that, that couldn't be fixed. But, oh, did we have a lot of fun. But uh, <laughs> at 102 degrees, it was oh, quite hot. That was hot. So um, the only thing you have to practice on is getting back into the, the focus part, like, like uh, China Camp said. Yeah, you had to practice on everything, but I, I went into this green. I mean, I, I didn't do any practicing up to it because I just wanted to see, you know, after laying all four years, you know, how much of it do you keep? Mm-hmm. And uh, uh, it's it's still there. It's just rough around the edges, as anything would be. Uh, you know, if you play golf and you lay off for a couple of years, you're, you're a little rough, but it, it comes back pretty quick. But, you know, I really wasn't in the mental game from a competitive standpoint, but we were just having boatloads of fun. Mm-hmm. It, it, it was it was hilarious. I actually had some video that we had taken that, that uh, you know, I mean, uh, you know, check Kansas City later on, we'll have mm-hmm. that up. But uh, we did have a stage in there that our fearless leader, Charles Goodnight, uh, who actually was a top shooter in the match, I understand, and I came in second behind him, uh, um, uh, he had an interesting uh Bump in the road, shall we say. We'll have that up on video later as soon as I get it. Mm-hmm. Uh, this week on Cowboys Tequila, uh, we're going to California, and we're going to um, the gunfight behind the Jersey Lily. Gunfight behind the Jersey Lily. What a match. You know, at the original Rahagi's range, and uh, 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 Tubelo and the crew, they put on such a wonderful thing. The Cowboys have, uh, you know, really kept that, that range going and kept that... Uh, that spirit of the old west out in california and we had a wonderful time along with the show on saturday night and uh, had a really good setup this is our first of a two-part series so uh, you know we'll be seeing some competition we'll be talking to some people on the ground and our perspective on this particular show was to you know show the audience not just the top shooters but show the audience you know what it's like behind the scenes to actually go and do a cowboy match Mm-hmm. And uh, you were there as well, and yeah. you know one of the things we focused on was getting a little video camera and doing kind of a behind the scenes of the behind the scenes of cowboys, mm-hmm. you know, and that was always interesting and and, and fun, and uh, you know I'm sure you'll inform the viewers where to go see some of that that, that video. You do have that up, or going to put it up, correct? I will put it up definitely, and one of the videos we're going to see is you shooting black powder, and that is <laughs> not something we see every day. Black powder at night, right? At night. Yeah, that was that was an interesting stage, very interesting stage. Uh, it was fun, and they were surprising because uh, they uh, had a couple of those pistols. Uh, they were loaded to the gills. Okay, Tequila, that's uh, what we have time for with you this week. Um, watch Cowboys tonight at 7.30 on, on the Outdoor Channel, Eastern Time. And, um, Tequila, um, I guess you have to do some practicing. Hey. Got to go hit the range. Uh, that was the one question I was asked to match over and over. When are you going to come back and play? When are you going to come back and play? And I said, you know, uh, taking the rest of this year off and uh, doing some extensive travel with the wife. And uh, come January 1st, uh, we're going to start uh, looking at uh, attending some matches and having some fun again. All righty. Thank you. It's worth uh, repeating, folks. Watch Cowboys on the Outdoor Channel Wednesday nights at 7.30 and 10.30 Eastern Time. Wednesday is also the day when you can watch um, shows all about guns, shooting sports, and self-defense. Shooting Gallery, hosted by my uh, partner on Downrange, Michael Bain, is uh, is one of them. Michael is also the host of Downrange Radio. 
on OnDownRange.tv. Almost 45 minutes with random thoughts and gun talk. And uh, both podcasts, uh, Downrange Radio, Cowboy Action Radio, can be downloaded to your iPod through iTunes. And tune in next Wednesday with more Cowboy Action Radio. This is your host, Marshall Holloway. And until next time, don't get your spurs tangled up.